0: Love, talk Radio Trapped on an
1: island With nothing to do What games would you Take there with you With no
2: one else around You could go insane Without your desert Island game
1: The vidiator who will challenge you is Electric Eddie. He was just a normal Joe whose life and games playing changed when he was hit by lightning. Now his face is so hideous he has to hide it. Can you unmask the master of disaster?
0: Please welcome Electric Eddie!
2: Control. It's Monday night and that means only one thing. It's time for Desert Island Games Live. Tonight I've got a very special guest. His name is Rob Nathan, but you may know him as Electric Eddie from the 90s video game show Games World. Welcome Rob or can I call you Electric Eddie?
1: You know what? You can call me whatever you like, but at the end of the day, let me tell you this. On a week where Brock Lesnar destroyed John Cena and shocked the world, even bigger shock is the return of the original live wire of Games World, which was Electric Eddie for the first time. I speak in 20 years. My thoughts, my views, and I know you're all going to want to listen and listen good and lap it all up, people.
3: Hey, actually, yeah, that was Eddie, but... Um, I'm- Nathan too. So nice to have,
2: nice to be on here, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you very much for coming on. It's, it's such an honour to have you on.
3: Ah, don't be silly. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure.
2: It's it's good to know you've got a split there Yeah, unfortunately, that that that's
3: that's an everyday thing uh, that most people in my family have to put up with. Um, not just electric eddy voice, but other voices and other impressions. It's pretty. I'm pretty hard to live with and work
2: with. <laughs> I'm sure you entertain everybody.
3: Okay. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I try to. I try to. But you know that voice is totally underused these days. It, it should be. It should be. Some, I should be doing radio commercials or something with a voice like it's a million dollar voice. I've I've got goosebumps. You know, just listen. There you go. There, yeah. you go. there you go. There <laughs> you. People, you maybe later you'll you want to ask me something. Say it in the Eddie voice. Do, do you know do do a different phrase or something in the, in the electric Eddie voice. But um no, it's 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 all uh, it's all just a all all a laugh these days. It's nice to be remembered, even if it's three or four people. And it's nice to be remembered. Well, I know it was three or four people.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I um it was a, it was a shock for my wife when uh, when I when I took her back to my house for the first time and you know put the VHS tape on. I'm like, Do you remember this? I was like no. I think I was ten at the time, and yeah. Uh. And I don't think I don't. And she's Irish, and she doesn't. But I didn't think uh, they they um they had they had Sky One, uh back in 1994 ninety four in Ireland.
2: So never, I mind, never mind. I thought you're going to see, I thought you're to see the new televisions.
3: <laughs> no, well, yeah. They just I think they just caught up with uh uh what what you know flat screen. So yeah, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. <laughs>
2: no, funny enough, um, I was talking to my wife before on before, uh, before we come on, and I said. Um, I um, to know him, my guest this tonight on, on the show. Um, I said, did, did you ever watch Games World on Sky 1? She so went, nope. I went, okay then, you'll not know who he is.
3: <laughs> Never mind, you know. But, but but hey, you know, this is the this is the beauty of the internet now. You can educate her with
2: YouTube. Well, yeah, and talking about educating, um, I'm going to just give um, a bit of background on, on Games World for those um, mm. of the, the people who have not heard of it. I mean, mm. the people of our age, obviously, well, have heard of it, but maybe the younger generation, might have passed them by. Um but mm. hopefully hopefully there'll be quite older guys like us that will remember it. Anyway Yeah game,
0: yeah yeah.
2: <laughs> Games were ran for four series and correct me if I'm wrong in, any, in this year. Uh, between nineteen ninety three and nineteen ninety eight. Cool. It was presented by Bob Mills, and later I think in the last years it was presented by uh, Andy Collins. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh,
2: the show ran each weekday on Sky One from nineteen ninety three to nineteen ninety eight. Youngsters would take part in video game competitions, and the winners would move on to the final on a Friday, where they would stake points on certain games, where they would compete against the videos, such yes. as Big Boy Barry. Who? Big Boy Barry. Never heard of him. <laughs> I heard of him.
3: The Ninja. Well, uh, oh, Gary Harrod used to work for computer and video games. Yeah. yeah.
2: The game's kept mistress. secret. Uh, the yeah.
3: games mistress. Yeah. Well, she wasn't a video, but yeah, they used. Yeah, she came in and a fifty quid an hour.
2: <laughs> the executioner.
3: Executioner. Yeah, yeah, you said that one, Gary Harrod. (laughs) Oh, one Um, sec,
1: one sec, one sec. Georgina, make me a cup of tea.
3: (laughs) That's the voice I use when I want something. She told me to shut up. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, John. Carry on. Carry on.
2: And the man we have here tonight, you Eddie.
3: Yep. That was that was me. The one that was. Yeah. The 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 man in the iron mask, as they also called me, or the man in the tea strainer, which was used uh, as part of the mask, which. um, have great pleasure reminding me that it was part of part of the mask was a tea strainer. No, Indeed. No, it's
2: been spared then.
3: No, but really, you know, actually, quite a funky design when you look back. Um, guy, one of the guys I work the with. The vidiator
2: who will oh, challenge wait. you oh. is.
3: Oh, my bad. That was, yeah, that was me. That was me. Um, <laughs> big um, got big guy guy at work that I work with now. He he has great pleasure in think saying that the mask reminds him of Slipknot. And and you know, 20 years ago, it was, for 20 years, ago, it was quite funky design. And um, I just wish I had the mask. I just, we'll still wish I had the mask. Because they do this event in, uh, in Milton Keynes called Collectomania. we all, oh, some, some really big stars still, but some people that no one remembers, like that was in one episode of Star Trek, and they will sit at a, sit at a counter and, like, pray that someone recognises them and get an autograph for £25. Pounds. So if I had the mask, I could go and do that in Milton Keynes. Right. Um, because That would be fantastic. That would be a great gig. Can we,
2: can, can we not get somebody to meet you up on your mask?
3: Uh, you never know, you know, if someone's good out there with plaster of Paris, or, um, or you know, paper mache, which I think is actually what it was, uh, then, yeah, we could do it again, I'd love to have another mask, I'd love to, it was made by a guy called Jake, who was a very talented um, runner, I think, uh, or, you know, or associate producer on Barry's show, um, and he made it, I remember, I remember, I didn't like it at the time, obviously I was vain, I wanted to be one of my face on TV. <laughs> um, but 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 you know back at back then it was devastating for me. I didn't want to wear a bloody mask. But it's, it was. Uh, but it, it, in the end of the day, people people remember me for that than anything else. So uh, it was a blessing. But I didn't see it at the time. Oh.
2: Um, mm. Yeah. So if anybody's listening was um, handy with uh, paper mache and such like, <laughs> then uh, please make Rob a new mask.
3: Please make me a new mask, so oh, uh, I can do collector mania in Milton Keynes and earn some money. Yeah. On the side. <laughs> um
2: yeah. So. Um, Carrying on with the games world background, um, the winners would receive a games world bomber jacket. I wonder if any of them are going on eBay. whilst uh, the overall overall series winner would receive an arcade machine. Is that right? Uh, they
3: receive. Well, they used to do a uh, show and, 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 you know, basically they'd receive everything. You know, everything up on the, you know, on the totem pole. It was like a totem pole. Oh, 360, uh, Panasonic 3DO in games, Sega Mega Drive 32X in games. And, you know, the higher it went up, you know, the, the top prize at the, up the top was, was, the cons, was the arcade machine. But if they won the arcade machine, then they won everything below it as well, which, right. was, which, was, which was good. You know, but obviously they only got to a certain point, um, then they'd only win that. But if they won the arcade machine, they'd win everything. Joy. Bless, bless you. Sorry. That, that
0: would
2: be brilliant
3: prizes. Yeah, well, you know, look, in the 90s, to win a, um, an arcade machine and, and a Mega Drive 32X and a, th- a Panasonic 3DO and everything, it was
1: fantastic,
3: you know, it was amazing. Um, there were some great, you know, don't forget, with the budget Games all had, it t- there was a tiny, um, tiny budget, you know, there were some wicked prizes, you know. And I must say, I must just say um, something that really shocked me. Can I carry, can I can I talk, or do you need Absolutely, to? You, <laughs> you, carry, you carry on.
2: Um, I, this yeah, something,
3: something that really shocked me um, was the guy that I played in the final. Uh, his, name was, his name was James Wayman. Um, uh, he was he was the eventual winner. Um, he he died um, three three years after after the show, and I only found this out about two a month or two ago when his father. I did footage of James. Uh, his father um, he commented on, on 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 the video and he said, "Oh, you know, this is wonderful memories of my son James who died in 1997." And I just thought to my, I couldn't believe it. I was really shocked. I'm very very sad. I, I felt
2: this. Absolutely. You know,
3: I, I'm not a very emotional man, um, but um, I I really really got upset. Uh, I didn't know, and you know, it just brought everything back to me you know, about how lucky you know, a lot of us are, and and you know that we've all gone on living. I always always thought of him over the years because I've seen I've seen the grand final a few times and I've always thought of him, I thought I wonder what he's doing now and to hear that he died three years later was uh, just just really touched home it really did and I just again want to extend my condolences to his father Alan um, and I hope it brings you know him a lot of joy uh, to watch James um, on YouTube and and you know he's got that forever of him you know moment for him
2: yeah that's really sad I didn't do that myself so um, yeah. I'll echo your
0: Death um,
2: so, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean that's good. I mean, obviously. By the sense of things, the, the dad didn't have that footage before, so um, it's good that no. you brought that to him as well.
3: Yeah, it was it was, it was just nice to know that it, it gave him some comfort. You know, good good. Yeah.
2: Right, um, and just finishing up on that. Um, it also says here that the show became the highest-rated British-produced British TV show on Sky One, beaten by The Simpsons and WWE wrestling.
3: Well, there you go, and I think Electric Eddie would have been fantastic on WWE. But there you go. It would have
2: been yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would. Have, I just didn't have the um didn't have the steroid contacts at the time. Now I'm great. I'm ready to go. No, I'm joking. I, I'm drug free. <laughs> I'm drug free. I'm I'm fat more than anything in these days. <laughs>
2: um, and yourself, Electric Eddie, you appeared in series two, two and three.
3: Um, I appeared on Series 1 as a contestant. I gave advice on games and did a few tidbits for them on Season 1. I didn't do anything with Season 2. I did have an audition for Season 2, which was a really crappy audition, um, where they just spoke to me in a hall and went, Who are you? And I went, I'm Rob Nathan. And they went, Oh, wh- what are you here for? And I went, Oh, well, I'm supposed to be, auditioning to be a editor." And they went, Oh, go and play that researcher over there. So I smashed the researcher on the games.
0: <laughs>
3: and um, I came back to sit down, and she was like, Well... Um, yeah, well, we'll be in touch. And I was like, oh, okay, don't you want to know about my character? No, we know. We've got all your letters. And And nothing came of it. And I was like, oh, man. So I sat out season two, and then I, I made a mission to, to get back onto season three. And I uh, you know, uh, didn't I just banged their door down until they gave me a, a proper audition. And then I got back on for season three. So I, did, I, I had involvement with it on season one, and then I, I was a video to season three.
2: Yeah you've, yeah, you've kind of preempted a couple of my questions actually. I was going to ask, um,
3: sorry, they, <laughs> not at
2: all. You've gonna kind of, but I'll, yeah, that was, I was going to ask, how did you get involved with it? Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, did you have any input into the creation of the character? But I think you're gonna, kind of, it was just the character was your idea? Then.
3: Yeah, yeah, the character was my idea. Um, The character. The, the, he, Electric Eddie was my character. I, I thought, if I'm going to make an impact, and I'm going to, you know, and I want to do this, um, I need to be heard. So I made my own character. I set about making my own character. Um, I know that David Walliams from Little Britain fame, he made all the other characters, and um, but I was the only one that created my own character, uh, which I know he didn't like. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I did it, and then I went on, and I went up, and I was like, "Hey, you know, Electric Eddy, listen to me, you're gonna pick me this time." And I did all the voice, and and I was like, um, and and they lo- they loved it, you know, they really enjoyed it, and um, so yeah, I I bugged, I bugged them for like nine months, I from the beginning, from literally halfway through season two to the begin to 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 season three casting, I bugged them just to give me a shot. And um, I, I got to know the producers, and I, because I would work for them in their offices. They used me as a bit of a guinea pig. I thought, right, if you're going to do that, you're going to pay the price. And once I started to know names, I just bugged the hell out of them until they gave me a proper audition. I was really young and really, like, determined back then, you know, <laughs> before <laughs> life ground me down. And, um, and I just, you know, and I just did, I did it like that. And um, I wasn't to be denied, let's put it that way.
2: So you've lost all your drive now, is that what you're saying <laughs>
3: Have I lost all my drive? No, you know, for the right opportunities. But I'm just a very tired man these days. Um, Wife and uh, wife. uh, Well, well, I'm not a wife. I'm a husband. Um, (laughs) Husband and father of Mad Joshua, three years old. Electric Eddie Jr. Currently training him to be um, a very good games player. He's um, he's three years old. Loves Luigi's Mansion um, and uh, playing that quite well. And he's very good on the um, on the iPhones and the iPads um, and very handy with a mouse. Uh, his favourite game, I would say, is Super Mario 64, One of his dad's favourites. Uh, so
2: you're teaching him the old games then?
3: Mhm. Yeah, he's, got, he's growing up on the retro. I
2: think that's I think that's good. Um, getting the youngsters into the retro. Mm. We've, got yeah. a, we've got a we've um, got a couple of young guys on uh, retro and limb here uh, called the little retro brothers. And oh like yeah. A, a, I can't remember their ages. I think it's something like six or eight years old or something there.
0: Oh, and
2: And okay. uh, the dad obviously does all the work. But he the the two little boys are the kind of frontmen yeah. <laughs> of the of the show. Yeah. The, the, Showing shown out where our kind of pickups and all our virtual systems and things like that. It's really cool.
3: Yeah, I'm just getting ready for the future, you know, so that me and him can play when when he's sixteen and I'm yeah, however old. Uh but my wife's always been an avid gamer as well and you know, she's been my backseat gamer for many many years and we've we've clocked a lot of games together. Um, especially before Josh was born. Um we played a lot more together. We we did the Yakuza series and we did the Resident Evil and we uh, we had a great time and um she she's very good. I'm kinda of the good player and she's the thinker and she kinda of tells me where to go and I go and do it and it works, we're a good team. <laughs>
2: teamwork. I like
3: it. Yeah, that's
2: it. That's it. I mean, did you, before you auditioned for this, did you, had you done anything of
3: like this before? No, not really. I mean, I was always a, I was quite a gregarious kid and, um, always, um, I was always, uh, you know, center of attention, which is, wanted to be anyway. Um, just my nature, very, very, you know, very showmanship. And, um, I saw it as an opportunity to, to do something positive and, uh, I always wanted to act, and I always wanted to entertain and, and, and everything. And I saw this as a route in, and um, yeah, it was a bit like a dog with a bone. And but yeah, I'd, I'd done school plays and dramas, and but nothing, you know. But this was professionally, you know, the first uh, semi-professionally, anyway, the, the first thing I really did as a uh, as
2: a performer. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So, do you have a favourite memory from the show at all?
3: Um, favourite memory? That's really good. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, the first one was probably um. You know, just just getting to know Bob Mills and, and him warming to me, and we had a really good relationship. And uh, he, you know, just his his um, his warmthness as a person, and and to accept me into kind of the the Games World family. And you know, he wasn't very he he made himself quite distant to a lot of. The- presenters people, but for some reason he took a shine to me and we we, we, we kicked we hit it off and that, that was important to me. I wanted to have a good rapport with him. Um that was great and probably my favourite memory on stage just absolutely decimating someone on Smash Tennis, uh well, complete whitewash and um, this poor kid called Assad and uh, that was by my finest performance. Um, sure. yeah, it's a great memories, you know, it was a fantastic time. So so young and carefree. <laughs> uh-huh. When all the Was whether or not I was going to win or lose on a game of Street Fighter. You you know, you can't beat that kind of freedom.
2: You took it real seriously, didn't
3: you? I did. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, probably to to a fault um, because you know I didn't realise there are such scrupulous people in that industry. And you know, I was just this kid that wanted to do well. That's all that mattered to me was to be successful. And you know, but I wasn't an ass to anybody. I just I was wanted to be successful and do it and win and and entertain and. And I felt I was very professional for a young man to, to be like that. But again, to my, probably to my detriment, it didn't, it didn't pan out because, you know, you get the evil eye and then people start creating politics. And I was, as I say, I was just an 18-year-old kid. I wanted to win and, and I wanted to be the best. And in that environment, um, probably wasn't, you know, probably wasn't too well received. But whatever, man, I just, I just wanted to do it. I loved it. I lived and breathed it for, for the time I was in it. And I was, you know, I was pretty good at it.
2: Yeah, indeed. I've seen a, I've seen a few shows myself, and uh, some <laughs> of some of the, some of the uh, kids looked a bit scared.
3: The kids, were, the kids were scared, you know. But at the end of the day, if you're going to pre if you're going to if you're going to create a show like that, you know, and you're going to have a bunch of presenters slash performers, you know, make sure these presenters or performers are decent. Pick people off the street and just put them in a cowboy outfit, or or you know. Um, And if they can't act, do the research. Don't just pull anyone in. And I felt that, you know, aside from me and Alex on the show, there there wasn't anyone there that was a performer. There there was nobody there. And, yeah, it's going to be hard to find a performer that can play games and act and and, and perform. You either had one or the other. You had either a good actor um, or you had someone that was a good game player. You very rarely had the both. And I think um, when I come along and I challenged Alex with that kind of... um, you know, I can I can I can make an impact. Kids will listen to me. It, it, it was it was good. It was it, we had a little bit of competition going, and um, uh you know, I just thought I was disappointed. I wanted to be challenged by the other members of the cast, but they were all just flat. They were all just yeah. they just delivered their lines like it was on a piece of paper, and um, and it, it was just uh, it, yeah, I, I wanted it to be a really big, you know, a really big deal. So I did my very best to make it that way. Um. But like, yeah, you know, I, I loved it. Absolutely loved it.
2: Um uh, I miss it. I wanna come back. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I know that feeling exactly. I I've as I said earlier on, I think it was before the show, I've uh a kind of job that I used to love that I would go back to in a minute. So yeah, I know. Exactly,
3: yeah. exactly. absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm thirty eight now but um you know, I I I kept myself in pretty good shape, but I still could rock the electric heavy gear. Sure you could. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Still, still in touch with him, Bob Moles?
3: No, last time I saw him was um, actually about ten years later. We were I was in Muswell Hill and we uh, bumped into each other in in Littlewoods before that one defunct, and um, gave me a big hug and um, asked me what I was up to and uh, lovely, lovely. He lives around that area, lovely man, and recognised me instantly and couldn't believe it and he was all shocked and uh, just again just a testament to to. What a nice person he is. Um, unlike um the arsehole David Walliams who never liked anybody or spoke to anybody. Um, even back then on Games World, when he wasn't even properly famous. Um but that set him up in in good stead, the guy you know, um but Bob Bob is just yeah, Bob was just a deep, just Bob was just one of the blokes. He was just you know, yeah. if you if you, if you were that if, you know, he was tuned into you. If he knew you were genuine then he was genuine to you. If he knew you were fake, he didn't want to know you.
2: Yeah, he looks like a commands, man.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah Diamond. Loved. I would love to 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 love to say hello to him again. Ooh.
2: Maybe maybe I should get in touch with him and try and get one. I should get one the show.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, track it's him down. Of, it's track I him was, down. Yeah, it was good for Bob. You know, he, he he did it. He was professional. I don't think he really enjoyed video games or that. You know, I mean, sometimes behind the scenes he looked a bit tired and a bit fed up. But yeah. he, he, he he approached it like a proper professional. You know, yeah. every show he did, and uh, it wasn't his bag. You know, he was a comedian. Um. Yeah. But um, you know he was he was there for three seasons
2: and he, he he made he made it you know he made it what it was. Yeah, mm. I was going to say something. Oh yeah, that's what I was going to say. Mm. I just, I, don't worry, I quite often lose my train of thought. Uh, but what I was going to say was I've just had <laughs> a brilliant idea. Have you ever seen the show with Justin Lee Collins in it? Bring back, like bring back the A team, bring back Dallas and all that. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we get Justin Lee Collins on it and you know bring back game World?
3: oh do you know it would be so funny to even just yep. to do like this where are they now um, yeah. and, and you know or make a documentary of this little show, little show called Games World and try and catch up with these people and interview them like, like, they're, like they're down on hard times and go, yeah well you know I was doing this show and you know everything was going well now I'm in Tesco's and you know it's been 20 years and it would be so funny to like do like a parody of it oh my god
2: um uh, yeah. Well but, I, I know somebody that would actually be very keen to make that happen as well.
3: Oh well there you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, they know you know where to find me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but oh jeez, Well yeah, crazy. Crazy. It's such a cult following. It was so it, yeah. it was so many kooky people. I have this complete nutter of, um um, he actually followed me around like some of the trade shows in 1995 when we went up on stage uh, as videators um, at one of these trade shows in Earl's Court. And um, he waited for me to come off stage. Uh, and then he like, approached me. And I didn't have my mask on or anything. I was just doing this little session. And he was like, Is that you, Eddie? Is that you? Is that really you? And I was like, Uh, yeah. And he's like... Oh you know I'm your biggest fan. Um you know I I live in Bolton but you know can I write to you you know because it was it was like 1995 we didn't have mobile phones back there. well some people did flash bastards but we didn't have them um and um yeah, uh, it was, he was like, oh, you know, can I write to you, you know, um, uh, <laughs> you, you're into wrestling, you know, because I'm really into wrestling. If I could write you a letter like every couple of weeks. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was so naive. I was like, yeah, take my, take my address. <laughs> anyway, it, th- this, th- this, this carried on and he started writing letters. You know, he's this mad fan. So I wrote to him back, I oh, was so naive, um, and he was like, well, I was just wondering, you know, can me and my girlfriend come round, you know, and see you and visit you, and, and I was just like, oh my God. And I was like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, probably, and he had my bloody address, didn't he? Of course. Um, so that's he cool. came, he, so yeah, so one day I get this phone call, he's like, from a phone box, he's like, hiya, Rob, it's James. Yeah, me and Claire, yeah, we're in, Stan- we're in Stanmore, and that's where I used to live, and I'd be <laughs> like, mm, okay. Um uh, all right I'll just check with my mum to see if you can come up. you can come cool. in that and he turned up with this girl right and she was like this punk looking girl she had like fishnet stockings on and like really thick makeup and bright pink hair and she you know totally un- I was completely not used to seeing women like this I was only like sort of 18 years old and and um and uh, I was just like oh my god she looks like a prostitute I don't know what to do and I was like well, what's my mum going to say and you know she was sitting in my bedroom with him and, and he's like oh wow you know Look at all your S figures. This is great. And I was like, I have to get these people out of my house as soon as possible. So I just like, took them around the town, uh, and then I took them to like Harrow-on-the-Hill station uh, after about an hour. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah if you get a train here, uh, you probably get back to where you need to be. And I kind of shuffled them, and off, off they went. Off they went back to Bolton. Thanks very much for coming, James. Um <laughs> And that was absolutely surreal. Um, and he wrote to me a few more times after that. And he always used to do these little drawings. And oh, good God, yeah, the trappings of fame, I tell you,
2: absolutely <laughs> shocking. Yeah. Like that to be a lesson to you people: if you become absolutely. famous, don't give Absol- people your address.
3: Now I know why celebrities write back to crazed fans on Twitter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Electric Eddie Twitter? No, it hasn't happened yet. We should get one for Electric Eddie. <laughs> what, what would Electric Eddie say on his Twitter?
3: I don't know. It's probably like, uh, you know, greetings, humanoids. Uh, you know, here's my latest link uh, to, to to YouTube and, and hope you enjoy it. This one happened 20 years ago today. That just made me feel old, you know? Yeah, here's yeah. check out this link from 20 years ago. You know, you'll really enjoy this one. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how many people would respond to that one. Maybe i would get a retweet here and there. Who knows?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I've got a couple of questions coming in. Sorry sorry to bombard you with questions. But, I don't mind. I've <laughs> got a couple of questions coming in. One of them is from uh, Retro um, Hey. Just go back to something we'll saying earlier on uh, about the alleged Eddie characters mm. um, and how it's your idea. Um, did you have any other ideas for characters that didn't pan out?
3: Uh, yeah, I did, and um, I, I did. Uh, I had some scripts that I, that I gave in, and uh, you know, ways that they could utilize me because obviously I wanted to expand the Electricity network, but obviously it all fell on deaf ears. But you know, as I said, that was politics. Um, but I, <laughs> I, actually created this character called Swave Silver, and, um, and this was a character that I wanted to also do, um, but they didn't see the value in it. But um, he was just this really arrogant. Um, who was just this really arrogant guy? Who who you know uh, was was just you know I had the costume design and everything, and it was way better than you know some of the other um, stuff that was churned out. Some of the two D uh, ideas that they had, like the Persian prince and the co- the, the console cowboy, and and and. The, you know and things like that just you know it was an insult to kids even like 12 year olds they didn't want to see stuff like that and I was more the sort of the American wrestling type so I I just created characters like that would be like really controversial and and heel um, and that would wind the fans up and you know um, and, and the character was kind of like a toned down electric Eddie, He spoke with like uh, like this kind of voice, and he was more, um, you know, Midwest American, and he was gonna be really insulting to children. And you know, you know, you can't beat me. What are you talking about? This is Suave Silver, and it was really sort of, it was really sort of, yeah, WWF style, um, you know, but. Electric Eddie, Electric Eddie came along, and I think they, they, I, I kind of wrote it for them. I kind of gimmicked it. I was like, right, if you two, if you can't see that's the value in this, I'm going to give you a really two-dimensional character. So I did an Electric Eddie, and then I thought, right, now I'm in as Electric Eddie. I'll make it. I'll turn him 3D, and I'll turn him. You know, everything you think it's going to be, it's not going to be. You know, because they, again, they, they, they wanted me to. I, the, the character didn't have a mask. We'd we'd taken all the photos and all shoots without the mask, and then they were like, and then some brain of Britain, obviously, because I had such a handsome face. Some brain of Britain didn't want me to be on TV, so they went, oh, I think we should put a mask on him because you know that will make him more electric. Well, no, it won't. It will just make me look like a douche robot, yeah. So um, then they were like, yeah, you've got to wear a mask now. I was like, oh. All right then. So I was quite controversial after that. I, I kind of, you know, I said things and I did things that um, pissed people off. And and then because I thought you're going to get it now, and um, you know, they had to let them. But then they'd be like, "Cut, Rob. No, you can't say that. Can you do it again?" I was like, "Oh yeah, re- yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry. I'll 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 do another one." And uh, so yeah, it was. I did have ideas, and I, and I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be quite. Con- not controversial time. I just wanted to be inventive, and yeah. but they didn't want that. They just wanted boring. Um, it, uh, you know, there was a time when I lost my game, which was just before the fight, the grand final, and I had I suffered a loss. Not my fault, actually. But, um, but actually, I'm not...
2: funny to see that. Sorry to sorry to stop you. Funny to see that um, because that was one of the questions I've got from Harry ack um, Go on, Harry. Has, All right, Harry. Actually, nice one. He's asking you to expand. Give me the, give, give us an inside story on that loss.
1: Okay, well, uh, let's do spill personality time.
3: Let me do a little uh, subtle Electrogetti voice. <laughs> um, basically, this this nose little kid who, I'll never forget him, he had acne, all right? And he had um he had a, a really big spot on the end of his nose when he played Electrogetti. If you want to play the best
1: videator on the planet, the last thing you want on the day of filming is to turn up and look like a complete idiot big red pustule on the end of your nose, and that's all people remember him for, okay? Let me tell you that. Nobody remembers Electric Eddie losing, because Electric Eddie's not a loser, but this loser had a big pustule on the end
3: of his and what happened was he um, he, he, played, he played as chun Lee and I played as Ken. And um, Ravi Chopra, who was the producer, uh, one of the associate producers at the time, he came over, bless his heart, and he was like, he was, he's a brummy. Oh, he's from Wolverhampton, but I can't do a Wolverhampton accent, so I'll <laughs> do a Brummie accent. He went, Rob, just before we set up, can I, do you need your buttons changed or anything? And I was like, actually, Rav, yeah, I do. I, I, can't, I can't play with the hard punch and the hard kick here. I was like, can you? He's like, ah. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a 3DO version I don't think I can change the buttons it's a demo and I was like joking me so it wasn't even a complete game and this little this little um fella this little kid um he, he kept using this this Chun-Li move on me and I, c- I couldn't I couldn't get my to the grips with it I couldn't drag and punch I couldn't do anything and um in the end, I just gave up on it, and I just, you know, I just couldn't. I, and he, he ended up by like, turning me over, and it was the it, it was the greatest moment of the kid's life. All
1: right, let me tell yeah. you that he go on he won't go on to do anything else other than beat electric and he would tell his
3: grandkids. And um, you know, fair play to the kid, actually, he won it. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was um, it was really bizarre that they 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 we, we'd been playing we'd been playing Street Fighter two on the Super Nintendo for like. The past six months, but for some reason they wanted to do a 3DO version that um, hardly looked any different, just because it looked a little bit better than the arcade, and it wasn't even finished. It wasn't a complete version. You had to play that. Um, unbelievable.
2: I think it was a fix. I think they. I think they set you up,
3: mate. Don't even go there. <laughs> I got. I got. I could write a book on it.
2: <laughs> Dear me. Never well, thank you, Harry Yak, for that question. Yeah, nice one, Harry. Yeah. See you soon. He has got one more question for you, actually. Go
3: for it. Um, but I love uh, I love Harry.
2: Oh, everybody else, Harry. Mm.
3: <laughs> we love Harry.
2: By the way, he said that. Um, games will soon have its own teletext page. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it fits the module. It fits
3: the it fits the model definitely.
2: Oh, I see you. Um, I see you put your uh, your. Elvishy um, Eddie um, teletext as your logo on Facebook.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I actually removed me and my wife for that. So be, be very proud, Harry, of, of that um, superb piece of artwork. That's going to stay there for at least a week. I, asked my, I said to Georgina, actually, my message uh, a canvas of that. She was like, F, no. So not very
2: supportive, is she?
0: No, no. That's
3: you know. Mm. As I say, you know, I don't. I bless her. I think she, you know, she wants she wants electricity. She wants Rob for herself these days. She doesn't want me to get famous again, mm. um, or or do anything that that might prize her away from me. Um, but I wouldn't. I, uh, you know, i will always come home to her. I told her that. You know, just
2: just tell her a bit of money.
3: Yeah, want. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, bless her heart. <laughs> she's um, she's a wonderful wife. I'm I'm very lucky. But. Uh, yeah. she, side of me she doesn't like the performance side the, the the because i genuinely think she she thinks oh god you know if rob does something or he goes on tv or he does something again he's going to love it you know it's going to overtake his life um you know she knows i'll always have time for her and joshua they're my priority they're my, they're my everything but yeah. i just think she she sometimes thinks Oh God, you know, I just, I, I you know, I, I don't want to get disturbed in the street. You know, we 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 live very quiet lives. When we we go home, we shut the door. We, we're we're very in each other's little bubble. I I'm not a very sociable person outside of outside of my work. I, I keep a very small, you know, I, I keep very I keep very private, you know, with my family. And um, yeah, I think she'd she'd hate to have that disrupted. Bless her, but you yeah. know, um, but yeah, it it is
2: what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, that wasn't the question. No. <laughs> what, what
3: was what, what was the question? The question
2: wasn't, now, act I hope you're not trying to be controversial and setting me up here, but the question is, would you ever get a tattoo from Dave Perry?
3: Yes, I would. I like Dave Perry. I, I had nothing but good things to say about Dave. Um, I see it as it, I always call it like it is, and people, people might vilify me for that, but Dave Perry was a diamond geezer. I liked him on the show. Um, he was respectful to me. He was misunderstood by a lot of producers, and 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 again, extremely misunderstood. And I think um, that happened on Games Master with him as well, between him and Dominic Diamond. I think there was a lot of needle. There was. I think again, Dave's Dave's failings was the fact that he was just a nice guy and honest. And I think in that industry, you can't be. And and I saw Dave a couple of years later, and he came up to me, he shook my hand, and he said, hey, Rob, how are you? Um, and he had all the time in the world for me. He let me contribute on the, the Games magazine, which he was the editor of, and I would certainly get my ass tattooed from Dave Perry. Excellent. You can
2: get an Illegiate Eddie tattoo on your ass. then.
3: Yeah, or any other part of my body. I'd let him do it, any... all along. All right. Okay, so
2: there's just something else I want to touch on before we... Um, that sounds wrong the way I said that. Um, talk about uh, before we move on to the games, mm. because we are here to talk about games, believe it are or not. Are we? Well, <laughs> well, 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 maybe I'm not. Sure. I don't know. <laughs> and um, well, you were you were saying to me earlier on that um, you've created uh, some music.
3: Yeah, 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 I, mm. yeah. I, I was a musician for many years after Game of World. Yep.
2: So um, I've got a few music that you sent me um, earlier on. I've um, got a fair second clip, but when when yeah. was it? You, when was it you did this well,
3: th- th- this this was um from around 2003 to about 2007 i recorded an album um and um yeah i worked with a couple of different producers um you know I, it took me to los angeles and it took me around to places and i did gigs in places that I never thought i would do i was in on a management deal but i, I didn't like management or so i didn't like that they were they were promoting me um and then um, things just fizzled out, man. You know, I had a lot of gigs. I had actual interest from a couple of very well-known singer-songwriters, singers in the industry. Um, again, timings and things put things to, on the back burner, and I just never, it just never got um, where I wanted to go with it. But it was picking up steam at one point, and. Hey, it's just one of those things. I'm happy. Maybe one day my music will be used in other people who could sing the songs. I don't know. I haven't looked at it. Maybe published in one day. I'm not sure, but yeah, I, I enjoyed. I, I loved. I loved doing it. It was great.
2: Okay, well, this might be a Desert Island Games exclusive, but I'm going to play a, a short clip. <laughs> um, can I play a second clip of the song that you sent me earlier on? Yeah, no worries. Here we go. There you go. Well,
3: there you go. You right. see, in this day and age, when there's so much rubbish in the charts, now you tell me that couldn't get into the top ten. Absolutely fantastic.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I was. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm a rock fan, right? But I mean, yeah. but I, I appreciate all John's music. But I mean, I was listening to this LRO and I thought to myself, that doesn't sound any different from at kind of pins that getting at these charts. You know, that, that, that I could imagine that being a single.
3: Oh I think yes. thank you. Yeah. Oh, no, it's in in all seriousness, no, I appreciate that comment. I appreciate it very much. But you know the thing is it is timing and it's luck and it's who yeah. you know and, and you know um there there were songs there were songs that I sang that that were, were you know, critiqued by industry professionals and they said this this song could go anywhere, absolutely anywhere. Um and it's a shame, you know, but um it wasn't meant to be. Not at this time, not at this point in time, um, but something that maybe later on down the line um, I'll readdress and I'll refocus on. But right now the priority is um, work, work, work. But, uh, I, you know, I, I was passionate about it and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good songwriter. And, uh, yeah, maybe one day I'll be able to raise to some more creativity and, and do something with the right person. We'll see what happens.
2: Yeah. So what's that? Can I, um, R&B, would you describe that as R&B?
3: It was like a pop R and B style. Yeah. Um, my, one of my producers, he's worked all over the world with sort of Annie Lennox, The Eurythmics, Peter Gabriel, um, and you know he's, he's also a musician himself. And uh, a lot of his the beats were kind of inspired by hip hop and um, R and B. And yeah, there was yeah. <laughs> it's, it sounded I sounded so high pitched in that clip it was even more high pitched than I remember, but um, my, my voice has matured a lot actually over the last seven or eight years and when i 'm at home and I sing in the car and i sing I do sing a lot of rock and I do sing um all different genres of music you know from um system of a down to to, to everything and uh, you know i 've got a quite a quite a musical range of of what I like and you know I listen to kate bush i listen to you know uh, as i say system i listen to uh, but yeah, but a lot of my stuff, uh, you know, Metallica. I I'll listen to all, all different, all different. It's um, yeah, I, I think my my our CD, you know, Fleetwood Mac. There's there's so much, so many, so many. But you know, my wife is she's for her age, she's into a lot of old old stuff music. You know, a lot of seventies, seventies, eighties. I'm into a lot of
2: seventies and eighties. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, I like things like Creedence Clearwater Revival. So yeah. they do like they do like um on <laughs> they, <laughs> they done the they done the original their Proud Mary, you know that one that Tina made famous, and they done uh. the, the Bad Moon Rising and all
0: that. Oh right, right, okay. That,
2: their stuff and um kind of classic rock, but I I've kind of developed a little kind of guilty pleasure, if you like, for like R&B and things like that, because um when I used to work at the a, a re- station, re- one of my friends was a DJ. Yeah. Uh, and he used to come in and make all his mixes where we worked and it. Was like all R and B stuff. So Yeah. I mean yeah. I'm not,
3: yeah. I mean, um R and B for me wasn't well, isn't a genre I can sit and listen to for very long. I, I was I always listening to a lot of rap. I listened to a lot of rap uh, and uh, back back in back in you know a few you know decades ago and a decade ago or so, and uh, a lot of different rappers. And um, I, so, as I say, from rap to rock, it, it didn't matter to me. I, I took a lot of inspiration in a lot of beats I heard and a lot of lyrics I heard. And uh, yeah, um, I just uh, I think that the more genres you listen to and that you're influenced to, yeah. it's going to come out in your music.
2: Yeah, I like a bit of uh, gaudy and chained myself. Um, mm. <laughs> one of the mm. guys guys was on the show a few shows ago. <laughs> that... oh,
3: I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how? Yeah, he's, he's nice, nice guy,
2: isn't he? Oh, he's such a yeah, such a nice guy a professional. Um, just such a genuinely funny guy as well. You know, just, like, I, oh, I was...
3: that's it. That's right. You don't want guests to bore the arse off. Yeah, yeah, sleep <laughs> you know. like
2: yourself hope, yeah yeah like myself yeah it's surprised <laughs> no, Christ,
3: no I mean. you're genuinely funny guys really i'm hey. going i'm going grey guns tonight i <laughs> think <laughs> everyone's asleep now aren't no? they early night
2: no, 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 no. Yeah. But, no you're also funny don't worry about that.
3: oh bless you bless you <laughs> but, I, did, about, I did I did I did dabbling in comedy as well but that's another story oh, yeah. That's it's another story um
2: yeah I was meant Train of thought again. I think we better move on to the games. Soon. <laughs>
3: Before yeah, we've yeah,
2: done we Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. i am yeah. really uh, loved hearing all the stories about games world. It's been oh, we've got brilliant.
3: tons, hundreds. We'll do, we'll do it again. We'll do more. On. We'll do
2: more. We'll fit we'll it all in. Oh, yeah. absolutely. We'll fit it all in. Um, so yeah, um, I think we'll move on to the games now. Mm, let's do it. Let's do it. I had, Thanks. I've got an nagging feeling that I was going to say something, but it's totally gone now. So, but well, you'll be... remember it later if it's i yeah. Is hey, it all the a... same?
3: Let me say, in true celebrity mode tonight I am, Um, I've actually been drinking while I've been speaking to you, a cup of tea made by my wife, and my sister-in-law brought back a a Frappuccino, which she forgot completely about and went upstairs with my wife, and I've been drinking the both of them simultaneously, and um, yeah, I think they've gone upstairs to play the Lego movie game on the PlayStation 3, Um, (laughs) but you know, these kids of today, they play all the modern games, let's talk
2: retro games. Yes. And mm. these games you've given me, um almost as if um, they're in cr- chronological order. So They are.
3: On I on yeah. I consider consider
2: Yeah, very much so. Um, See how,
3: how I did that for you. In
2: fact some people come on and they don't even tell me the games beforehand. So it's oh, rid- get...
3: rid- ridiculous. i uh, you know, you'll get nothing but professionalism off of me.
2: Oh absolutely. Yeah. Don't you course. worry about I'm,
3: that. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, Okay, so the first game um is a spectrum game, is it, I think? Yeah, it uh, is. and it's called Little Computer People. Oh yeah. And this came out in nineteen eighty five, didn't it? it? Certainly did. Yeah, showing my age now. <laughs> when I was a mere nine years old, I was quite intrigued when I read it right up on I mean, I've not played it myself, which is it, quite, forgot, yeah, typical of me. But um, it's a, a really it's a like living your life kind of game, like yeah. the Sims.
3: Yeah, well, it was it was it was a it was an incredible leap forward, you know. Um, and at the time, people didn't realize how much. And um, I, I truly believe that it, it was it set off um, a massive chain of of events that, that that carried on in the '90s and and even to this day about how you know we're, we're playing games and. This virtual reality kind of world that we live in now, and it, it, it paved the way a lot of the games you'll see have paved the way for other games and, and, and the industry and little computer people come along um, and it was controversial because it was all oh, it's not a game it's not a game you kind of just sit and watch it but it was the first um, it was the first bit of uh, software that you know you, you had this le- this pretend living being in your console in your, in your- on your TV and it you know I have a spectrum one to eight k version, and what that did um, it, you you could load up the game from cassette and you could load it time and time again it didn't matter and every time you loaded it you got a different character that would come in and look around the house um, and it was when you liked the character that you wanted, you could then save the game and you would keep that character but you had like a house I mean people can google it or computer people you had a house. And um, it had a bath toilet and this, and you could see it all. It's all open plan. And the little man goes up the stairs and he does a wee. And the little man he goes and he goes to bed. And you got to feed him. Um, he 's also got a dog you 've got to feed the dog you 've got to put logs in the fire and light the fire. He writes to you on a typewriter. you can play cards with him if you neglect him he gets sad and for a nine year old child you know that grew up with very older, much older sisters, so I was kind of like an only child it was an, it was an, an incredible experience it was kind of like the first virtual experience you know I had with with, with this with this um, little man inside my TV and it captured my imagination in such a way that it remains very, very close to my heart.
2: Sounds absolutely awesome.
3: It was. For a nine-year-old, it, it was it an was incredible
2: experience. And it was um, developed and published by Activision, a great company.
3: That's right. An absolutely fantastic company. And, you know, I, I was lucky because I used to nag my parents all the time. I was a little bit spoiled. And I didn't want a Spectrum 48K. I wanted a Spectrum 1 to 8K, baby. And I, I got this thing. And the 1 to 8K version was great because it gave you all these different characters. It was like a longer version. Um, if you had the Commodore 64 or the Amstrad version and you loaded it up, you only ever got one character and they came in the house and then you'd have to play it. You never got all these other different type of characters that you could choose and save from and it was really random the spectrum version in in the in you know it would give you people with different personalities and that the spectrum version was the only version to my knowledge that had that and i thought that was incredible i really did i was a bit of a you know it was just a bit of a nerd back then and and um i thought that was amazing and he was my little friend in the computer it was it was it was wonderful
2: so instead of the likes of me having an imaginary friend, you had an actual friend living inside your computer.
3: Yeah, I did one better than you, mate. I um <laughs> I I actually had a friend when I was nine, and um he was called Stan, and he lived, you know, in in my in my spectrum, John, and I I loved him. <laughs>
2: Um, this also got a release for the Amiga, so I, I would imagine that game would have, would have had a few characters in it as well.
3: Yeah, I don't remember much of the Amiga version because by that time I was like 15, yeah. 14, 15, and I was like copying games with my friends in it, and I was really like into different different kinds of you know genres of games, and I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, 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 I'm the guy that when I like someone at something, I'm not a big, big fan of reboots or, or things like that, you know. Yeah. When it was made again uh, for the Amiga, um, I think I tried to get hold of a copy and I was unsuccessful. I couldn't get it. It, it only had like a limited release or something. Um, but um, the Spectrum one remained close to my heart and I prefer... And then I just thought, oh, do you know what, you know, nothing beats that. And, I, 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 and I just kept it close to my heart and I didn't, I didn't bother with the Amiga. I was too busy
2: with other games on the Amiga. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. I mean, I've been reading up on it and it's just the idea behind it that's really, really
3: cool oh yeah i mean yeah. god almighty you know it's like 30 years ago <clears throat> um this for this guy to develop it um was genius because yeah. then, then then the tamagotchis came along and all of this other stuff that made an absolute fortune in this poor guy probably made bugger all you know yeah. or, or, or you know or nothing more. but he had the vision. you know it's a bit like you know it's a bit like win- it's like a bit like windows with the amiga workbench amiga workbench was was um you know, and Windows came along and it, it developed from the Amiga workbench, and yeah. the guy that created that probably did nothing. And then there's Bill Gates sitting on top of his millions. So it's sometimes someone that innovate, innovate is an innovator doesn't doesn't get the credit they deserve, and, and then somebody comes along and makes it a little bit better or does something in in the right time,
2: and they're multimillionaires. You know. Yeah, the the, sim, the Sims is the obvious one to think of here, isn't it? The, which one? The, the Sims. Oh, absolutely!
3: Mm. Yeah, I mean, the, look at The Sims. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 it wouldn't be around if there was no little computer
2: people, and that's why it's so special. There's no justice in this world. Really. No justice,
3: but I, you know, I implore anyone that hasn't heard of it to look it up and, and research it because it was absolute genius. And, and I'm just I'm just lucky yeah. that I came across it as a child, and it and it holds that and it holds that place for me.
2: Totally. And it says here that it was the character was always male, but if, except on the Japanese version where you could get a female. Wow. Well, there you mm. go. Yeah, I did have a little... It was a little male friend, um,
3: which was fine But with me. I wasn't in the girls back then. Um, and, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I've never seen a Japanese version. Fantastic. But, yeah, something I might uh, might look into. But, my God, there's enough virtual girlfriends in Japan now, isn't
2: there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think...
3: Ah, a bit more advanced than, than what that one would have been. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We watch this channel sometimes, Called HK, this Japanese channel. Oh my God! Most me in that country have more. have got more virtual. Go- you know, they're they're more into virtual women than they are real women.
2: No, at least uh, the virtual women can't talk back to them.
3: Yeah, very good point. Oh, <laughs> well, mind you, they probably can now. Probably yeah, release a re- release a release a little download where 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 you can start arguing with them.
2: Artificial intelligence.
3: One that rinses your bank account.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, and so we're sticking with the spectrum here for your next game, and it's a game called Flunky, which can also sometimes be known as Mad Flunky.
3: Mm. Yeah, Flunky was, uh, Flunky was incredible. I mean, for the time, I thought the graphics were absolutely incredible, and um, you had these massive, big, blocky sprites on the screen that really they'd really done well to get on the spectrum uh, for that point in time, and you were this butler, And uh, you had to do certain tasks for the royal family. (laughs) I don't think this was sanctioned by the royal family at all. Um, But it was brilliant. You could, like, make... Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, our her. she was still in the royal fold at that time, uh, before it all went fits up. (laughs) Um, You could get her freckles. Uh, You had to actually physically put her freckles on her. And so your task was to, to, to get her freckles. And it was bizarre, absolutely bizarre. But you ran around the palace... And you did all these chores, and you had to get like this red dye, and then you had to get some bombs and put it back, and then you'd have to time everything just right so that the bomb would explode in Fergie's face. Wow, imagine that! Um, and the, the red paint would go up in the air and land on her face,
2: and there, you, there pray, hey presto, she'd have freckles. And that, in actual fact, is a real story about
3: how she got her freckles as well. Well, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. you know, it's an education. Yeah. And, and, and um, oh, I was turning into Greg Wallace there. I almost did my Greg Wallace impression. Um, <laughs> that is lovely. Absolutely lovely. I could eat a bucket of that. So that's just <laughs> MasterChef. Um, okay. Um, and... um yeah, so let me finish this in Greg Wallace's voice, actually. So, so, basically, after that, you had to get the qu- the Queen, she, you had to get her a corgi, you had to go into the garden, and you had to find them, and you had to, to coax them out with a hot dog. Um, but, no, actually, it was, it was really cool. It was... I can't remember all of them. I think it was Prince Andrew. Um, oh, my God. Prince Andrew, Fergie, the Queen. The Queen was the last stage. But I did a Greg Wallace again. The Queen was the last stage, um, and... Um, who else was there? Uh, I don't think Prince Philip was in it, just for, uh, for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> or, or Prince, or Prince, what's the other one? The one that never had a job in his life.
0: Uh, Andrew. Yeah, uh, no,
3: uh, the other one. Edward. Edward. Oh my God! Yeah, that one. He was a bit funny, wasn't he? Um, yeah. So I don't think he was in it, or, or he was probably, you know, that in the doll queue. But it was, it was great. I I, li- I loved it for the fact that graphic incredible for a spectrum i thought it broke new ground in terms of the way the sprites were on the screen um and it was such fun oh my god it was such fun flunky on the spectrum brilliant and again a reason i picked it was just because i thought for the time it was groundbreaking i'm
2: looking at a screenshot of it just now and um <laughs> that there, there's a character in it um look. <laughs> like, um you know, like a little red jacket, but it's a big blue I'm guessing it's supposed to be a guard but the, the hat's blue. So I it actually it's exactly like George Simpson.
3: <laughs> well, yeah, I think you know, they had problems with certain colours and stuff and it was probably supposed to be like a royal a royal guard or something, wasn't it? So like a Yeah. yeah but oh my God, was, um, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fa- I I loved it. It's that X Spectrum Flunky. Um You know, you you play these games as a child and you know they stay with you. For, they stay with you forever. And Absolutely. You know that one has. That one has. So I had to put it in there. Absolutely had
2: to put it in there. This, you know, this is what I loved about a lot of these old, old style games. Um, one of my favourite games is, is the same. The developer is not a company. It's just like a guy, a person's name. <laughs> this, this yeah. was Developed by uh, Don Priestley.
3: Oh, I remember and, him. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it's published published by uh, Piranha Games
3: piranha. Yeah, I remember piranha.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like that when you don't see that anymore. You don't see like developed by John latter or you know whatever somebody's name. <laughs>
3: no definitely not definitely not um, and I think you know this flunky I'm looking at it now as well you had Charles Charles yeah and he had his, he was on his polo horse um, <laughs> oh it's great I'm just looking at the loading screen even the loading screen was impressive and um, it opened up for other games like Trapdoor which then started to use really big chunky sprites Yeah.
0: Um,
3: and I think you know that was it was a time when the Spectrum really started put, put, putting out some cracking games just towards the end of its life
2: was there um, was she just day in it?
3: Um, God rest her soul I don't know uh, I don't remember uh, it, it, Probably I think she probably was um, Just having a look at it now um, Just to see if she was But uh, She was definitely in the fold back then She was definitely mixed So uh, I, I think Yes uh, Diana Princess of Wales Yes it was Yes she was mm-hmm. Prince of Wales Charles Diana The Duke of York The Duchess of York And the Queen
2: Cool. It, there you it, go. It was only ever um released for Spectrum, Commodore sixty four and Amstrad. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Prince Andrew, wow, he's fifty four now. Hmm. Is he oh Geez. Or... Yeah,
3: yeah. Getting on.
2: Yeah. What he do? Yeah. I'm beginning to think that uh Prince Charles I know we've got off topic, Prince Charles will never get a shot at being a king. I think I think um uh, Queen no. Queen's gonna just Go, go as long as you can so, so it can go straight down to William
3: yeah that's right they will say she's going to bin him off you know after yeah. the, whole Diana, you know, the whole Diana thing um, you know which is I think that's right I mean I, I wouldn't I, I, I'm not much of a royalist but yeah I think I think you'll see yeah it'll be William next most definitely, most definitely. Yeah. some excuse won't there they'll make some <laughs> full full excuse about he can't you know he's too ill or something and, and William will
2: take it definitely and he'll be a good king Definitely, yeah. Mm. I think it's I think it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Anyway, we are on to the third game and yeah. uh, we're moving on in years now, we're getting to the late eighties and we're moving on to the Amiga and it's a game called It Came from the Desert. Like yeah.
3: The games? yeah, fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Again, broke new ground for that genre indeed and um one of the games game that really captured my imagination. Um really um <laughs> Really, you know, uh, fantastically written story. Uh, So they had some fantastic writers. um, A a, a real, you know, it's taken out, you know, it was was sort of a a take on a B-movie, you know, big giant ants in the desert. The soundtrack was absolutely phenomenal. Made the goosebumps, it gave me goosebumps, made the back of my neck stand up, you know, back back of my neck stand up, hairs on the back of my neck stand up when I had (laughs) hair. And, um, you know... Again, it just—it was absolutely so atmospheric. Um, as I say, from the soundtrack to the characters, it, it made it believable. Even though it wasn't a believable story in terms of huge giant ants, mind you, anything's possible in this world now. Um, We—it it, was—it really did frighten the life out of me. And for a game to do that, I knew it was pretty special, really special. Um, and uh, yeah,
2: incredible. Cool. And it got uh, later got ported to. Um the Mega Drive, and the turbo graphics of all systems. Can you
3: believe it? How, what, weird, what weird ports. Yeah. You know, it really it wasn't a game that was meant for a console. It was, that was probably, you know, so I didn't see it on those formats, but I remember it on the Amiga. You had to have a 1 meg Amiga for it to <laughs> happen. You could not have an Amiga 500. No, no, there was me again, you know, talking to my mum and dad. I need an Amiga 1000. I don't want an Amiga 500. I need a player came from the desert. They both looked at me like I was mental. Um, but in the end, I, obviously, I, I, I ground them down, and I got my one meg upgrade, um, which was you put in the little, which you put in the, 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 the bottom of the, the Amiga, and we prayed that it worked. Um, and uh, fantastic, it was. It was so good. I, I, I even now, like, I'll watch it on YouTube, uh, like someone playing it, long play. I won't sit there for the whole five hours, but I'll watch little segments of it. And um, oh, it's, it's absolutely, it's a joy. It really is a joy.
2: I can see a pattern there, you know, that you you pest on your mum and dad for, for better systems, then pest on people to go on the Games World. <laughs> I
3: felt sorry, if, yeah, absolutely. I felt sorry for my mum and dad, because if it wasn't a Spectrum, it was a Commodore 64. If it wasn't a Commodore 64, it was an Amiga. And then I wanted a Super Nintendo. Then I wanted, you know, a PlayStation. Then I wanted, you know, and by that time, I was old enough to buy my own, obviously, PlayStation, and my own PS2, and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, I do feel for my mum and dad back then. Just when they thought I was happy... Um, something else came out. But, but that's the way, the way technology was advancing back then. But yeah. you know, I had to earn it. You know, don't get me wrong. But um, I was a, I was I was spoiled. And and uh, uh, you know. But as I say, I was a quiet kid. I used to just you know immerse myself in those games. And I didn't cause trouble. And I just wanted to stay at home and, and, and play on my computer. Which is probably why I'm a recluse now. Um, yeah. But but uh, thank God, you know, um, I'm a recluse that also, has also got a family. And 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 uh, so. Yeah, not 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 too much hidden away in a cave, but um, I, I I do I I do feel for my mum and dad. I, I did put them through quite, a, quite an expensive road. <laughs> I, I wanted uh, I
2: wanted either a Commodore sixty four or an Amstrad. And what did you what and, did you get, John? An Atari sixty five XE. So, it, but I wasn't like I, I wasn't like I want I, I want this and I want that. When I got yeah. to it, I was just to add, kind of went and you know, quietly sulked about it in my room, I didn't let them know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's really ungrateful when you, when you say it, but in hindsight, I've, I've got such good memories of that little system, it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a Commodore 64, it was a it was a poor man's
3: Commodore 64, but I oh. still loved it, I still, no, no, still loved it, you know, I never used to say, I want, I want, I want, I just used to go, oh, the Amiga can do that, when like, there used to be an advert on TV or something or that, and then my mum would be like what's an Amiga and I was like oh it's a new computer um, oh yeah um, it's, better, it's way better than the one I've got mum if you could imagine like my computer yeah right um, yes Robert yeah. um, it's ten times better than the one I've got and then I'd just do that for like six months <laughs> you know and then oh please can I have it please can I have it? I was a very clever child I don't know what happened in adult life but I was definitely a very clever child <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, you went down downhill a little bit there. <laughs> I'm only joking. Yeah, no, no, please, by all means. I remember being at school, um, you know, they, kind of, after getting my computer and, and we were talking, my friends go, oh, what kind of computer have you got? And one of them would say, I've got a Corridor, and then one would say, I've got a Spectrum. What have you got, John? Uh, how so I just said, to right, fine. What's that? Oh.
3: <laughs> well, you were unique, John. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, you well, certainly. Have. You still are, still am. <laughs> you still are, indeed. You're a very handsome man. And, and you know, and you stood out from the crowd, and there's nothing wrong with that.
2: Yes. Indeed. <laughs> and, ironically, I would really like to get an Atari 65XE again to do with my childhood. Definitely, definitely. I, I mean,
3: you know, I love this. I love picking up retro stuff. And, you know, um, I just bought... Um, just bought josh for a gamecube um i'm just revisiting some games that i missed back in only just like you know 10 11 years ago and i'm absolutely having a ball with it absolutely having a ball
2: i'll just get a and for the purists, they probably hate this right but i've just yeah. got a, an xbox original xbox but it's got it's been soft modded so it's got oh, like, lovely it's got like um the games on it <laughs>
3: Oh, fantastic! That's the way to go, mate. That's the way yeah. to go. Now you're talking my language.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've
3: got a PS3, with twenty-one brand new games on it. Don't ask me how I got them, but they're all on the hard drive. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: mean, it's just—I mean, I'm getting to play some of these games I've—I would have only dreamed of playing back in the days, and in, in, in games that i never I would have an opportunity to play. Yeah.
0: Like, so,
2: and it's good because anytime, um people mention games on Desert Island Games I'll say oh, I've not played it but I can now go and play it more than likely it will have it <laughs> so, yeah
3: oh yeah that's uh, fantastic good for
2: you Just I uh, hope
3: you've got enough hours in the day to play them all because uh, I, I, I know I don't
2: uh, well that's the problem but uh, I spent the whole weekend on it this weekend good uh, man that's but that's put that's an opportunity because my wife was down and visiting her um, family in England so I'd all house to myself so. oh <laughs> fantastic good for you no why not get a bit of that time in yeah, a bit of quality, a bit of me time. Anyway, moving on to the next game. What's number four? Number four is Street Fighter Two. It has to be there
3: just for the fact that you know. Again, I I played so much of that on Games World, and I you know it was a part of my teenage life that that, that was there. And and you know, we I remember first seeing Street Fighter in a shop in Harrow, where I was a area where I near where I grew up near. Um, and uh there was a there was a, a shop called calamity comics, and they had a, a version of street Fighter two um in there and there used to we used to go there every saturday me and uh me and an old friend and we used to go there and the the machine would be occupied and you know the winner stayed on you know and um there was this um there was this black black guy uh called duke uh who 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 was like a bit of a bit of a whiz on Street Fighter 2 and he never came, he never, he never came off it um, and you know, if you got to play Duke, you know, it was a big moment, if you could beat this Duke in Calamity Comics in Harrow, you were, you were, you were, you yeah, were, you know, you were going somewhere, you were known, you were, you know, they were going to be whispers about you around Harrow, so I used to go and I used to, used to, really, really struggled against him and um, I didn't have my techniques down but I used to play as Blanka and he would always be Ken or Ryu and, um, uh, you know, I took a round off him and, you know, everyone was buzzing and, you know, and it had a, you know, a few times where I took a round off him, but I never beat him. Not ever, not ever. And in 1992, you know, this was before Electric Getty was born. You know, Electric Getty would have kicked his ass, um, <laughs> you know, especially under the lights and the cameras and where the pressure meant everything. Um, but this was in Calamity Comics, Harrow. So I never did beat Duke, bless him, uh, wherever he is. Uh, he's probably 40 now with, uh, with responsibilities and a mortgage. But back then, playing Duke on Street Fighter II... Wonderful time street Fighter two fantastic game um again paved the way for beat 'em ups didn't it I mean think about it yeah. they're still making street Fighter street fighter to this day um, so many so many uh you know so many games tried to better it you had so many different um so many different copies of it around 1993-94 when the Super Nintendo was around. They made a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tournament fighters game, which was very good. They, the anime guys got on top of it and made Ranma Half, which um, was another beat-em-up one-on-one, shameful Street Fighter clone, but again, really, really cool to play. Um, and then you had the games that would still stay side on, but would um, emulate the same sort of style, like Tekken came along um, and Truly, you know, and, and it spawned some fantastic uh, replicas and, and Tekken went on to be incredibly successful, um, as did Virtual Fighter. Um, and again, Street Fighter 2 was, was the one it, it, well, uh, that, that, that made it all happen. Um, so many different characters to select, so many different strengths and weaknesses and combos. Um, and a real skill a real skill it wasn't just mindless bash the buttons you had to be skilled if you were a skilled player you were going to do well on that game and you were going to you were going to be hard to beat you learn a character like some people learn Guile you know with the handcuff manoeuvre um and, um, I used to play quite, uh, on Games where I used to play quite, um, unpredictable characters. I used to play, like, Honda, and everyone would be like, how's he pl- why is he playing Honda?
2: No one would touch Honda. Well,
3: every character was there for a reason. If you, you mastered that character, yeah. you were lethal. You know?
2: So who was your favourite character?
3: I, I used to like to play on Games where I used to play Honda a lot. Yeah. Um, because I could, I could chain moves together, and I could throw somebody, and by the, as they were getting up, I would 100 hand slap. So even if they were going to block it, they were going to lose a ton of energy if you knew what you were doing. Um, and you know, I never lost a Honda on the ga- on Games World, and and um, I enjoyed inflicting copious amounts of damage. I did play dull sim. I didn't think the bosses were good playable characters. I don't think they had the balance. Uh, Capcom had to, do, you know, made the bosses playable just by popular demand. They were like, oh Jesus, you know, we have to, we'll have to, you know, do something to keep the franchise fresh. So they made Championship Edition and let them, you know, everyone play as the bosses, but it, it, it didn't work. They they weren't as well balanced. Bison and Vega and Sagat, they weren't the same, you know, uh, characters. They didn't have the same sort of effect. You know, yeah. still you could get some very good players with them, and you could, you know, get your ass kicked. But I don't think that, that they had they had the you know the the um the depth of play that the original eight did.
2: I've heard a lot of stories about and people told about Street Fighter. Like um, they used to play Street Fighter to decide things. Like like uh, that whose turn is it to do dishes that's who you're a street fighter to decide <laughs> a, a, a Like the modern, de- modern day coin toss
3: yeah
0: <laughs>
3: yeah no it had to be in there for me again it's an institution for me growing up um, and I you know I learnt my had, you know it was responsible for m- m- a lot of my games playing skills that game and you know I've got a lot of time for it and it's it says every, it's every it's everything I remember about the nineties Street Fighter.
2: Yeah, I, I, I totally respect that it's it's the best, probably the best fighter out there, and I, I won't argue at that point. However, uh, my favourite fighting game was Mortal Kombat too. It's controversial. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it it, it it was just you know again it's just a, a massive part of my of my um of my
2: gaming my gaming life. Yeah, it's definitely a, a massive part of. Uh, I keep going to say Odd Joe Bailey for some reason Electric Eddie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eddie made his debut playing Street Fighter as Honda. Um and uh yeah, so again Honda Street Fighter. My very first game um holds a special place naturally.
2: Yeah, that's a, that is the I mean
3: It's emotional. Yeah.
2: It's uh, move on before you get too emotional.
3: Yeah, let's please.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next game is another SNES nice game, mm. and it's one called Pilot Wings.
3: Pilot Wings, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, for me, like probably one of the best releases on the Super Nintendo when the when the machine launched. But again, probably overlooked because of Super Mario Four and Final Fight, which were really taking all the glory um, back back then. I think Pilot Wings was sort of the second wave two of the new releases um yeah. pilot wing you know in, in Japan I had a I had a Japanese Super Famicom um so you know I couldn't wait for the Super Nintendo no 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 I have to have a Super Famicom Japanese import oh yes of course um, and um of course and um am no, not I,
2: surprised Could be your previous stories are not surprised about
3: that. <laughs> well there you go there you go and you see and, and so I, I had that and and obviously I was very um uh, uh, you know pilot wings I, b- I bought the, the, the SNES with Final Fight, which was a great port, fantastic, um, and Super Mario Four. But the game that captured my imagination was Pilot Wings. Um, oh, just incredible! Um, the control, uh, the, the feeling of jumping out of the plane, and you know the the mechanics of it it used the mode 7 that the SNES had it, it took advantage of the new software that we'd never seen before so you know things could spin around and things were scaling and things was were coming at the screen you know the runways were getting closer it was it was a it was a you know power that we hadn't seen before from the 8 bit um from the from the uh, from the other you know generation from the Sega Master System Sega Mega you know Sega, even the Sega Mega Drive never had that that kind of power so um it was wonderful, and the controls were just simply beautiful. And you know, from skydiving to hand gliding to flying the light plane, um, everything was spot on. It was I would it was a 10 out of 10 game. Absolutely wonderful. So Japanese in its presentation, um, again, which made it all that more niche and all the more special for me. And uh, I, I remember playing it as a as, you know as a 14, 15 year old, and it, it just gave me a lot of you know, and even to this day. The first thing I'll go to if I want to play on my SNES emulator on the PC is Pilot Wings. Um, yeah. I'll play it over and over and over again. And you can keep Nintendo 64 Pilot Wings. You can keep, you know, it, it, the SNES version will never be bettered. You know, it will never be bettered. You can put, the, you can put more gra- different graphics on it. You can, put, you can put whatever you like on it. Uh, you can chuck uh, 10 billion pixels at the screen for all I care. Nothing will beat SNES Pilot Wings for playability and originality. Wonderful.
2: Well, it's only really come out for the SNES. It's obviously it's been released, re-released on the um, virtual console on the Wii and the Wii U. But yeah, it's one really the SNES game, ending, isn't it?
3: Yeah, and it's, they did Pilot Wing sixty four, um, which I don't think had any, you know, any. Which again had a on of success because of the name value, but and I played that version and it's fine. But the simplicity of Pilot Wings is a joy to
2: behold. Yeah, the next time I get my old Xbox on, I'll I'll load it up and give it a go. You do that, John. You I'll do just, that. I'll just uh, I'll see what all the all the fuss is about.
3: And when you see that Mode Seven spinning around, you think of me.
2: I will think of you. Good man. Brilliant right. what's choice next?
3: again. What's, what's next? Talk
1: think, to me.
2: I think we're up to number five. Or Lovely. I can't remember. Lovely. I always, always always count. Anyway, next one, I believe, is Super Mario Kart on this NES
3: as well. Yeah, again, a, a game that that's, has spawned so many seats, so many games that have caught, followed suit. You can name every character in video game history and I think it's got its own karting in game. Um, and it's because of Super Mario Kart and those geniuses at Nintendo. Best £40 I ever spent um, was, was, um, was definitely uh, one of those... Um, you know was 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 super Mario Kart, and you know I played it from thousand nine hundred and ninety two to uh, up through you know through up through games world. I never played it on games World, but I did appear on games World one of the earlier seasons giving tips and advice on how to get round quickly um, and Nintendo, in true genius fashion, you know, made all the characters different, their own different ways. Bowser was much heavier, but once he got up to top speed, he was the fastest in the game. but It was very hard to master the cornering. Um, they made, you know, uh, Mario and Luigi were average players, whereas Yoshi was very light, great, easy to control, but not very powerful. And it, it, again, it was it, it it's gra- it's a groundbreaking game. I mean, let's be, uh, come on, they're making, they've just made Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U, which is absolutely fantastic, and the other day I went on my lunch into Toys R Us, and I played it, I thought, I'm going to get one of these Wii U's, so (laughs) I I played it, and I thought, oh, this is great, and it was fantastic, and um, I looked down at my watch, and it was quarter past two, and I was late, and um, I was 15 (laughs) minutes late for lunch, but it doesn't matter, I'm a regional manager, I can do what I like, and I thought, hey, I'm late, but it's me, that I'm late for myself, so I didn't care. So I got back to my desk and I just thought, well, that was that was an hour and a half well spent. <laughs> and then I well, then I went on YouTube and Facebook some more and did a little bit of work, uh, about an hour's work after that, and then I come home. But you know, the <laughs> and the other day at work I sat and watched um, Long Play. It came from the desert for an hour, you know, um, and, and and that's the, and that's the beauty of it. But the thing is, Mario Kart is um, again. It, Crash Bandicoot Racing, um, Sega All-Stars Racing, Sonic Racing. Um, you, could count, you could count on so many hands how many different you know, co- copies there's been of a Mario Kart game, but Mario Kart have done it, and they've done it again with Mario Kart 8. It's absolutely fantastic, and it it absolutely, you know, it absolutely wheezes on anything else that, that's tried to get close to it. But the first original game, again, I, will ha- I could play that all day long, got all the time in the world for it. Nothing will beat the, the the simplicity. The simplicity. There's no, there's no simplicity in games anymore. That was um, an absolute, you know, absolute blinder. I loved it.
2: Well, I get yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. Go on. I was going to say a little big planet carton. There's another recent example of a copying copy Super Mario. Well,
3: there you go. There you go. I mean, um, I, 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 you know, I, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I can't talk. I, I, I'm, I'm having... I'm I'm struggling now. I'm struggling. Let's, can we move on to the next game?
2: No, I was just going to say, yeah, we'll move on to the next game. But, uh, one thing I was just going to say finish, finish up on that is I remember when uh, Super Mario Kart 8 came out a, a, few, a couple of months ago, whatever. That's all you've seen on YouTube and Facebook was Super Mario Kart 8 comments so let's do this let's do this won't play so blah blah
3: blah I think people ruin it you know I don't want to I
1: don't want to see you know you got all these American guys out there and they play they play all these games and they, and they record it and they're like hey guys what's up guys Zach Scott games here uh, today we're going <laughs> to be playing Super Mario Kart 8 are uh, we going to do the big boo circuit so um, you know let's uh, let, let's go oh here I am here I am as Wario oh I just got hit oh man oh I better get out back on the track hold on let's just wait
3: for Koopa to put me back on the track oh here we go again guys oh no I got hit by a red shell I mean go and do one mate do
1: you know do you know what I mean who wants to yes. see that I mean I you know
3: and it's all day long and my son bless him he loves watching games um, you know he lo- loves watching other people play them because for him it's like playing it you know so yeah. he looks at all these new games and he's like dad dad I want that but you know all these guys that have got these YouTube channels and all they do is play the newest games it spoils it I mean like I had um, I had I um, had Watch uh, yeah. for the PS3 and um, I, I, I looked on YouTube and some guy has just got a walkthrough of every level. Yes. I mean, you know, you, you know go, if you want a guide or something, you know, go on GameFAQ or that and get the text and, and go through it yourself. But, why, why? It's just countless hours of gaming time and you're going to sit there and watch the guy do it and
2: then you're going to do it? Yeah. Where's, the,
3: where's the fun in that?
2: You, you'll not find the likes of that on my channel. On my channel, it's all 10-minute quick plays of old games. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. That,
3: you know, that's what you want to see. Yeah. But nobody wants to see you know, some, some American ass clock the game um, so that you can clock the game. I, I don't get it. What, what are you supposed to do? Um, play, on your comput- play on your console and have YouTube running at the same time. So you can, as he's doing it, you can do it. Is that yeah. the pre- Is that the premise of it? Because hey, totally. if, it, yeah. if it is, then um, I, you know, I, I don't want to know. So, but yeah, it, it's unbelievable. But yeah, as I say, I don't want to watch Mario Kart. I, I want to play it myself. Thanks. Yeah,
2: I, yeah. I do. A, I do a walk through series where I, I walk through a different game. Um, I go through one game and I go through another game, but it's not. You wouldn't. You wouldn't use my game as a walkthrough because I'm crap at games. It's just me
0: <laughs> playing it and
2: making edits myself, and I, I just do it one at a time. So and it's old games. It's always old games. So yeah, yeah, you I do, know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm currently doing Monkey Island two. <laughs> oh you well, know.
3: wow, fantastic games. I could have actually put Monkey Island in one of my, my one of my desert island games, but um, you yeah. know, the, the the thing is, uh. I like I like to see uh, the new games as well on YouTube, but only little clips of it with you know yeah. with, with someone talking about when it's coming out or or you know this is this level, but you know not not a full not not part one of the of, of the walkthrough,
2: part two of the walkthrough, part three of the walkthrough. That is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'm sick of seeing like Minecraft and Call of Duty. Oh my god, the two worst culprits, aren't they?
3: They are, but I'm not a COD fan. Um, sorry, everyone, anyone listening. No. no, it's not. It's not my. I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm not that type of gamer. Not that type of gamer.
2: S- somebody sent me a, uh, a tweet. Somebody, uh, just random. Just some random person. I don't know where it came from. Mm. Hey there. Uh, great channel you've got there. Please come and watch my Minecraft videos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we, John? <laughs> yeah. You got nothing better to do, have you? Oh no. no. does i have got Minecraft and I do not even play it myself never mind, never mind watch somebody else play it oh you'll have to yeah
3: you'll have to send me the link to that later because instead of watching Ray Donovan in bed with my wife I think I'll go and watch the Minecraft guy
2: yeah I'll say that yeah I'll, I'll retweet it yeah I do, <laughs> do. thank you Anyway, we'll move on to the next game, and we're getting a little bit more modern, although still retro. Yep. So, well, yeah, there's, well, that's just a longer time I've than what I realised. But anyway, it's a PS1 game, and it's um, a classic survival horror. You'll guess what it is, Resident um, Evil.
3: <laughs> Resident Evil 1, again on the PlayStation, was by far the most atmospheric game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, of course, the storyline was pan out. You couldn't really have any... You could actually... The endings were different depending on what you did and what character you used and what decisions you made. So there was a little bit of element of freedom, even though the game wasn't completely open. It wasn't open world at all. But it gave you that that sense that, you know, if one of the characters died, the ending was going to be different. So there was a lot of longevity in it. But in terms of what Capcom did, I mean, you know, I remember seeing Resident Evil, a demo, a, a, a music demo of it, I had a game called Street Fighter Alpha, and it it came with the demo of, of Resident Evil, and by it was back then it was Biohazard Japanese version, and um, it looked unbelievable, and it was had this amazing Japanese soundtrack, and then I waited, I waited for it to come out, um, but I waited for the English version, and uh, you know. American version, and, and it came out, and it, I mean, what Capcom did, no one expected that of Capcom, after all the beat-em-ups, and that, they were only known for one thing, really, side-on beat-em-ups, um, yeah. and a few other bits and pieces that they dabbled with, you know, but they'd obviously invested the time and the money to do this project, and unbelievable, the, what, what when I said atmosphere on, it came from the desert, this just blew it out of the water, obviously, the yeah. next generation, the music, the soundtrack score, the, the atmosphere, the uh, the suspense of hearing a zombie but you couldn't see it eating away at someone and the shuffling, and it was terrifying. It was unbelievably terrifying. Unlike any film, I, I, don't, I don't get scared on any film I've ever watched. My wife's like, have you seen The Grudge? Let's watch The Grudge together. And all of those films did nothing for me. Um, the, the most on edge I've ever been was playing Resident Evil 1 on the PlayStation again broke incredible ground opened up gateways for other games to follow suit um, and it really was a trend setter you know and now we've got so many survival horror games it opened up Silent Hill you know, and, and uh, The Last of Us. None of these games would be around if it wasn't for Resident Evil. And in fact, none of the zombie craze probably would be around if it wasn't for Resident Evil because they truly brought zombies back on the map. Zombies weren't cool back in 1994, 95. No, 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 they weren't.
0: Definitely.
3: No, no, no. But what have you got now? What have you got now? You've got, you had all the films, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Extinction. Then all of a sudden you've got The Walking Dead. Then you've got... Yeah you know, then you've got all these other games, then you've got all these other spin-offs. Unbelievable. That is why I picked it, because not only was it tremendous, but look what it's done for genre, the, the genre of
2: zombies. Oh, zombies is... is I, I mean, everybody's going mental over zombies now. Everything zombies these days.
3: Yeah, I know. You and me need to create some sort of zombie app and, like, make a, make a few million. Because, yeah. you know, um, that would be great. Let's talk about that after the show. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, uh, it, it, it opened up, Survival horror games, and then it, it it did unbelievable things for for zombies. Dead Rising, um, all of these games wouldn't be anywhere w- without this game. Um, so I, I, I tip my hat to it. I, I, I've also heard that a new version of Resident Evil HD is going to be released on the on the PlayStation Store. Um, it's going to be um, a little bit of a rejig of the GameCube version, which was very, very good, um, and it's going to be just have more, you know, more crisper graphics. And I, for one, uh, will be will be getting that because absolutely wonderful. Uh, loved, loved, loved every minute of playing it multiple times, and nothing ever bettered it for me in terms of suspense. Nothing. Were you brave enough to play it with the lights off? Um. Yeah. I, 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 no. No. No, I I kept the lights on in my in my bedroom. No, I did. I think I did it was that much of a pussy. <laughs>
2: brilliant. Yeah, that's that's actually a, quite a poor choice on Desert Island games. That's come up quite a few times.
3: Yeah, 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 for me it just
2: everything I think every game I've picked,
3: for me broke ground or it, it did something that set up a chain reaction even ten, twenty years later.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a absolutely brilliant game. Um <laughs> classic uh, as you say it spawned films and all sorts didn't it so, it spawned everything yeah. and I
3: say. zombies wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for. The, for the, I truly believe that and if anyone wants to argue with me
2: then bring it on yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if you heard some noise in the background a minute ago um, some of my cats um, knocked something over So <laughs>
3: quite alright I but, hope you reprimanded them in a suitable fashion
2: uh, I will do that after the show Please. that's the, the desert island cats
3: Yes, yes, of course. How could we forget them? Um, <laughs> you know the contribution they've made this evening, and even come on the broadcast. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, so you might you may, you might hear one of them meowing in the background actually. So well, you know, let's let's hope so. Let's get them on one of my music tracks. I mean, let's you know, let's go all out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, if it's good enough for the, for the prodigy, it's going to be good enough for you. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm I'm open to new sounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, shall we move on to the next game? Yes, the, the last game, in actual fact? Yes. It's um, Super Mario 64.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you know, uh, there's not enough superlatives for this game. Um, I am kind of, you know, uh, there's the nostalgic fact of when I played it when I was, you know, younger, and there's the nostalgic fact that I play it with my son now, um, and he absolutely loves it, and it captures, it captures, it captures so much imagination, and, uh, again, um it 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 truly the, the 3D world it opened uh, on the Nintendo. The Nintendo 64 was made for that game. Yeah. There there was nothing that came along that bettered it. Uh, and that game on that console was as good as it got. Even though it was the launch game, um, you know, it 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 really was, and it still stands up to. You could play that game today, and the control system, the graphics, everything. I don't think it is dated I don't think it feels dated um it's it 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 really is just an inc- it's a masterpiece yeah. it it is a masterpiece of a game it completely changed Nintendo realized we can't keep doing side on forever you know side scrollers so they opened it, this 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 world up this true world and it, again it spawned a million spin-offs but Mario 64 remains uh, incredible. And then they bettered, they bettered it in terms of technicality with the Galaxy games, um, which are incredible. Um, but for me, 64 is where the, the chain began. And, uh, wow. Well, I mean, I was playing it just the other day and it's still very challenging. Some of those later levels are incredibly tough. I'm playing it on keyboard, but believe me, I've managed to get up to 53 stars with a, on the keyboard. Um, and now I just cry for a gamepad. But But... Um, you know josh it absolutely it captured my son's imagination so much um joshua he he absolutely loves it um and uh it's a game that's wholesome you know again it's something that i can i can show to to him and he can play and enjoy it. and it's so innocent and wonderful I'm getting all soppy but um it it really doesn't need in this in this game today in the, in the industry today when it's all sex, and it's all you know, cutting people's heads off, and it's all this and it's that. Yeah. That that game speaks volumes for itself. It just it just did everything that you wanted it to do, um, and it's a true games playing experience. I, I I will I will play it probably till the end of time. I'll always have time for it. I'll always go in, and I might always do a level or, or or a quick mission. It was it was wonderful. So you
2: you could see that's one game that you you couldn't be able to if you were stranded on a desert island then. It, what? It's one game that I could watch. The one game you couldn't do without if you were stranded on a desert island.
3: Um, I think it would. You know, it's up there, which is you know why 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 I've picked it. It's something that I can go back to at any time. i have got to dip into it now. I always do on the emulator, and um, I'll I'll play with with Josh, and I'll I'll uh, I'll do the big ball. Bo- I'll do the I'll I'll beat Cooper up the hill, or I'll um or I'll put the snowman back together, and it's just like you know. Um, it's so familiar but it's such fun still and the, the the soundtrack again is second to none um and my goodness uh, just thinking about it it, it it's it's truly remar- it was truly a remarkable piece of software and um as i say so many different uh, so many different games tried to do it after that we uh, you know you had a rayman version you had um Spyro the dragon all games like that all all tried to take from it um, and rightly so, and you know they've all been successful in their own right. But the genius that is Nintendo, uh, you know, it, it's again it'll never,
2: ne- never be bettered. It'll never be bettered. It's it's wonderful. It's a timeless classic. Well, you said it. You said yeah. it, John. And um, it's it's funny because I think a lot of um, N64 games look really dated, but that one, as you say... Like the writer said, doesn't
3: really look dated. No, it doesn't. I mean, you know, obviously it's rough around the edges with its polygons and everything, but, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, there were so many games on the, the Nintendo 64 that just bombed after that. It really did. They didn't take advantage of, of its 3D capabilities, and they tried... To, you know, I was working in a video game shop at the time, the Nintendo 64 was out, and they they did the most horrific, like, driving games uh, the the software just couldn't the, the hardware just couldn't do it yeah um they didn't stick to what they were good at with that machine and you know games like Pilot Wings Goldeneye Zelda were all very, very good because they utilized that magic that made Mario's engine so mm-hmm. good but when they tried to release a beat 'em up or you know a car game or you know it yeah. absolutely bombed um, and I say it never got any better than Mario 64 and that was that's the beautiful curse of the N64 because it it uh, its launch game was never bettered.
2: Yeah.
3: And and that's sad because I think it it um it deserves to be remembered f- for more. But yeah. really, you buy in that console for that game, and that's all that's all I'd, I'd ever play on it. That is all I'd ever play on it.
2: I wonder how many systems can can uh, have that said about it. If the, the launch game had never been better. Well, that's right. That's right. It's an interesting uh, interesting. Uh, one that we,
3: you know we could look at, but um, <laughs> it's um, for me that's that's absolute that's absolute truth.
0: Cool.
3: Did <sighs> you complete it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no, I didn't 120 star it, yeah. but I completed it. I did it. I got to about 90, 91 stars, and as of all. I'm not the kind of guy that will go and play every star or every mission on GTA or every. You know, I'll complete the game, and that's good enough for me. Tada! I'm on to the next one. I've got other things to do, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you've got a you've got a life. Just, a life yeah, a life, like we've it. all we've all got lives, but you know, uh, yeah, I'm I love clocking a game, but I I don't do it to the hill. I just, yeah, I just haven't got that time. Well, apart from when you're apart from when you're on your lunch break, of course. Well, of course. Well, if I could have stayed in Toys R Us for longer, I should have. I, you know could have could have and should have could have and should have. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll go back in there tomorrow as well. <laughs> Oh well, that's that's your eight games. Well, there you go. Well, if, well, I hope I hope they were. Um, I hope you understand why I chose them, and I hope they weren't too uh, too boring, but uh, or oh. safe or safe. But for me, they 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 are they play a significant part
2: in in video game history. At the end of the day, it's it's your your island, it's your games. So, they're boring or exciting, that's up to you.
1: It's my show
2: tonight. Yes. <laughs> it's allegedly Eddie's show tonight. Yeah, bless him. He's somewhere out there. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other part of the, the choices is um, um, you get to pick a book and a luxury item. Uh, I, I believe from chat to earlier on that you're not really a big person, so.
3: No, yeah. I'm 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 not very well educated, so I don't I don't read much. <laughs> but but at the end of the day. Um, I'm just not a bookie type of person. Yeah, I've read books and stuff, you know, and some sci-fi and so, you know, if I read anything, I'll read autobiographies of people that I find interesting, but I never really revisit books, you know, again, life just doesn't work like that for me. I'm a a very busy man, Um, so um, I would take something that, yeah, uh, as I said to you, um, I would take an encyclopedia um, of the world, um, and I I would... I would fulfil my knowledge, and I would feed my brain uh, with with things that I never really got never got round to learning in school, or that I've never got round to looking at now, um, because it would it would keep my brain active and and working, and, and and I think I would be um you know a lot wiser. I wouldn't have anybody to share the knowledge with, but at least I would be like, oh, that's why the sun shines. Ah, I always <laughs> wondered why, you know. So so um. So, I think you know for that reason, as boring as a choice as it may be um i 'd like to learn about um the birds and the bees again and and how um sperm whale mate and i 'd like to know why monkeys swing from trees and all sorts of lovely things like that and i um i would in i would i would uh I would see it as a great boon to to fulfill uh, my my brain with such knowledge
2: yeah yeah I think it's a brilliant choice and actually um on the new desert island discs show um that's that's quite a popular pick is that a video mm. the well there you go
3: there yeah, you go great minds think
2: alike john uh, indeed indeed absolutely mm. okay um what about your luxury item then
3: my luxury item would be um probably a um a bench press and a few dumbbells i think i'd like to keep in shape if i'm on a desert island and it's sunny and i work on my tan I might as well keep the old body in good nick. I've worked, I've been a weight I've been a body not bodybuilder but I've weight trained for about 17 18 years now. Um pretty much after the electric eddy stuff I, I started to build up the, my body and uh yeah, you know, I've not got the fan, most fantastic genetics in the world but I try to keep in shape and I try to um keep a little bit of tone and a little bit of size on nothing over the top. Um because of injuries and, and, and you know as I say I'm 38 now and certain things don't recover the way they used to yeah. um, even though I go in the gym or sometimes although I lift weights and I feel like I'm 23 I'm not um, and I get bad pain in one of my heels which I've got an injection in in, in September and I've got um, bad tennis elbow in my right arm which restricts me from doing certain movements so I have to just keep the stuff quite simplistic and compound so I think I would take um a workout bench and just keep the exercises nice and simple um do some curls on the old arms do some do some uh do some bench presses keep the shoulders pecs and, and the triceps in shape and uh oh I'd, I'd maybe I'd run about in the sand just to keep my legs keep my legs going okay because um but yeah, fitness has always been something that I I I was quite disciplined in, and um, I think it's great to work on. Uh, you know, everybody's everybody's got their own discipline, but I, I always like to keep my body quite strong, um, and I wouldn't like to vegetate on a on a desert island. I'd like to stay quite active and and um, ready to swim into the water if a ship ever sailed by. So. Um, I want to be able to be strong enough to um, to ride the tide and, and and get get my ass back on onto proper civilization. So um, I think it's just been uh, something that I've always been not obsessed with, but I've always wanted to look decent and and, and keep a, a good appearance and a, and a fit appearance. And I, unfortunately, over the last year, I, I haven't been as consistent. And I've been married almost four years, and sometimes my wife's like, "Do you want to get a pizza?" and and uh, I'm like alright and then she's like "Oh, do you fancy a McDonald's and I'm like oh yeah I do and you know we, I think we've led each other a little bit astray over the last uh, couple of years but we try and I'm, I'm still weight training I'm, I'm weight training again and she's, she's doing her fit as she likes to keep fit um, but yeah I, I definitely want to I, I definitely have that on the island with me just to keep myself sane I wouldn't want to waste
2: away Oh, that's good thinking that's good thinking the strategy so as you say if a ship comes along you're you strong enough to spout there
3: yeah that's right and God, and you know who knows if, if there are some pygmies on the island and all of a sudden they discover me and all of a sudden i see like all these this, these six people from a, a jungle village looking at me i want to be buff you know so that i can like stare them out and be like hey you know i'm you know i'm not easy pickings for you come on come on then you know they might want to put me in a pot and boil me so i've got to be ready i've got to be like you know i've got to be like tom selleck in this you
2: yeah. know I, I need to
3: be i need to be strapped so yeah definitely definitely
2: and, and likewise if you have to see some naked amazon women you know come out you want to be be, be looking your, yeah, yeah. your best yeah,
3: for them yeah if we have to yeah i mean you yeah, know if, we, if we're gonna you know if we're the only two humans left i mean i have got to do what i have gotta do you, you populate the day on. That's right. I mean, in the, gen- you know, and as I say, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it won't, you know, maybe, <laughs> I, uh, it might not be, might not be blessed with my genetics, but, um, hopefully the Amazonian woman will, yeah, he'll get the, the, the baby will get the best of her. Like my son, thank God, my, my son has, uh, Georgina's genetics. He's, I'm, I'm five foot six and, um, you know, he's a big strapping lad and she's Irish and he, Josh looks like he takes after her side of the family. He's a very muscular child. It's really weird. He's got pecs and abs and he's, <laughs> he's got massive bulging calves and you put him next to a little another kid of his age and they've got stick legs and I've never seen a, a, a physique like my child's. Um, not that I'm bragging or anything, but um, he's an incredibly um, powerful, powerful boy of touchwood and he's going to be probably either a mixed martial artist or some sort of athlete because uh, he just he just he just looks that way inclined. He's he's absolutely
2: hulking. And thank God
3: he doesn't get that from me. Five foot six. Five foot six of me. I'm not I'm not skinny though. That's that's the main thing.
2: I can't help thinking when you were talking about that. I can't help thinking about uh, that episode of Family Guy. I don't know if you watch it when Stewie was on steroids, you know, the yes, baby. Yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Look how vascular I am, Brian. Mm. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: What was it? Oh, Stewie, Yeah, yeah. Steroids. Yes, steroids.
2: Episode Yeah, look how vascular I am, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. Brilliant. So I'm going to sp- spread this one on you. This minute fins. Uh, yeah, uh, go, on, we, go on. I mean, we should have thought of it earlier before we started. But what do you think, Electric Eddie, would take as a luxury item?
3: Electric Eddie is a luxury item. What would um, you take? What would he take? Yeah. As, a, as a luxury item. Yeah. Uh, onto the desert island. Um. Well, um not sun cream obviously because of the mask, you know, he's he's well protected obviously he can't he can't um he he can't afford to have his burns exposed, so he'd keep the mask on. So no 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 sun cream. I think Eddie would um I think who, that's a real tricky one, John. Um oh my goodness. I probably hairspray. Yes. Yes, because obviously, you know, the, the electric storms m- might be there on the on the desert island if it's compl- very tropical, but his hair was very important to him. And I think a, a very good, powerful hairspray, like Elnett, would have kept him in good shape. Good call? Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, that's like I think. If you remember Electric Eddie, in the first six episodes, he he had his hair, whereas after that he was made to wear some bizarre boiler suit um and um hold on a minute hold on hold hold on
1: um what do you want do you want me to answer this
3: yeah can you hold on he's come hold on
1: yep (laughs) sorry sorry john um yeah, definitely, definitely a good hairspray. Elnet um, was one I used to used to uh, um, sometimes apply myself. But we had a makeup lady. Her name was Mary, and she used to use um, this stuff on me called sticky stuff. And what it did, she, she used to put it on my hair when I had hair, and um, she used to use like this this these hot uh, what what do you call it? Like what they call them now, hair straighteners. So she used to put she used to put the product. That's what they call things now, isn't it? They go, I use product in my hair. Um, they she used to put the product in the in my hair, and then she used to like um use the hair straighteners, and then she used to she used to pull it up. She used to pull it up, and 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 that would give me the the uh the, the, the um the, the electric hair, and she uh. And it was called Sticky Stuff. And she always used to brag about how she imported it from America. And uh, that is the products I would take to my desert island so that people would know who I was. Um, if they were trying to screw with me, they would know exactly who I was. <laughs>
3: uh, yes, yeah, so, thanks. Thanks, thanks, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. Yeah, cheers for that, mate. You can go, you can go back right now on your GameCube and relive your glory days. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sticky stuff was the stuff uh, that she used, and that, I think that would be well. You heard it from him.
2: That's his, that's his item of choice.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, I can still remember the smell. Like watermelons. Oh, bless him. Bless Lo- Eddie. Lovely. Yeah. 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 Please, God, it won't be another 20 years before we hear from him again.
2: Oh, I hope not. So we'll, we'll, we'll make it. Ha- we'll make it sure that doesn't happen. Come on! What a what,
3: what a what a waste of a character. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could, he could have done so much more.
2: He's got to live on in some form, isn't he? You, you what, buddy? He's got to live on live on in some form.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He, he lives in a lives on a council estate now. I've heard. No, I I don't, I don't personally, but obviously I'm I'm posh. I'm from Stamil. Um but I live in Milton Keynes now.
2: <laughs> Would not it be ironic if? Um, you know, I, I nearly got um, alleged Eddie mixed up with Odd Job Eddie earlier. Wouldn't it be it if that's what he does now at Odd Jobs? Be, yeah.
3: Odd Job Eddie.
1: Eddie, yeah. Man with a van, baby. <laughs> If you want your TV removed, you know, give me a call. But I, I can't guarantee I won't plug myself into it and, and, and cause a, a, a real problem
3: for you. But, um, yeah, there were loads of things I, I, I think that character could have done. You know, and as I say, I gave scripts to them, but they didn't, they didn't want to know. They didn't want to know. They, they, they Yeah,
2: yeah, whatever, man. They are lost. lost.
3: Haters. Yeah. Haters.
2: Haters. Yeah. I'm was, I was surprised that they didn't take your ideas, reject them, but then pass them off as their own ideas.
3: That's right. That would have been fine by me, as long as I got on the sh- yeah, as long as I got a little, got a little bit more exposure. But uh, never mind. As I say, make, let's make it happen. Let's let us let us make Collectomania happen. Let's try and write to the to the Collectomania organisers in October, who have who do the special guest lineup, and let's have Electric Eddie doing an autograph session. I will charge very small rates. I won't even charge. I'll just sit there amongst. Guy that played a Klingon in Star Trek: Next Generation, yeah. and you know I'll, I'll have a, a cup of tea and I'll be happy to 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 talk to all comers about my my past exploits. Wow, that would be great. <laughs>
1: Exomania,
2: yay! In all seriousness, though, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean if if we get somebody to make you a mask, make yeah. you a mask again, you could you could do it. I mean, there's like there's two or three you know retro games fairs every year, like there's the, the Play Expo. Manchester, there's the yeah um, the, the revival one in Wolverhampton. I'm sure if you somebody made your mask and you turned you went to one of these fins, people would flock to you.
3: Oh, well, you never I'm know. Sure well, well, I oh, think yeah. it. Well, you never know. You know, if, the right, yeah. if the right, if it's the right, if it's the right um, following, then yeah, it would be, it would be, it would be. You know, people would. You know, there'd be more than three or four people that would remember me. You know, but. Yeah. Um, Oh John yeah, John it, it it was fun. I, you know just to even do something like this 20 years later man, it's crazy. You know it's just yeah. just a lot of fun. I'm I'm really really pleased that um you know you know I I know I talk a lot and I, I can come across as quite um you know as an arrogant personality but really um I'm I'm very humbled by uh being on and being asked to come on so yeah, I I had a had a great time.
2: Yeah, I'm very honored to have you and um, I'm glad I've given you the the kind of opportunity to uh, awaken Eddie
3: again. Oh, it's been fantastic. It's just, it's, it's, just,
2: you know, it's just, a, just a lot of fun. And and looking back on it,
3: all those years ago, um, I, I was just a kid who wanted to have fun. I wanted to do well, but I wanted to have fun, and I, I did. Yeah. I, I definitely did. Um, I wanted to do more than that, you know. Yeah. But I, I, um, I've left some sort of really weird, strange legacy for my for my son. Yeah. So sure. um, and as I say, he's going to carry on the mantle. Yeah. yeah. He's going to carry on. He's going to succeed in things where Daddy didn't.
2: Yeah, and and you're still young yourself, you know. You're, you're, you're the same age as me. We're still in our thirties.
3: Yeah, well there you yeah. go. You know, check out my photos on Facebook, man. I look 27. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get I get ID'd in Tesco when I want to buy um, wine to cook with. No, I really don't. But I did when I was 32. I got <laughs> ID'd.
2: Look at my photos on Facebook. I look 57. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna
3: go think right. my
2: wife, coming I mean, down the stairs. Wait,
3: this might be an, an impromptu marriage marriage conversation. Hold on. We might get an exclusive it Georgina no, I think it's my sister in law she's living with us at the moment because she's come over here to study um right. so i've given her three months to, to sort herself out and then and then i'm going to give it no, uh, it's nice it's nice for my wife um yeah. to have her sister here because um when when uh, when um uh all her family moved back to ireland and she stayed with me you know she gave up every, all of her family to, to 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 live with me and then we got married. and um and it's lovely it's lovely to have her sister here for a, f- a few months no really it's really lovely to have her sister here <coughs> um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know what you mean yeah, we're coming to the end um uh, yes before we go i'm just going to quickly plug your youtube channel um by all means if, if that's okay with yourself by all it's, um www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash the nathan so that's the as in the t h e r j and if you go on there you'll get clips of um, your days from games world games world so Absolutely. all the
3: Absolutely.
2: classic classic footage there
3: the classic encounters
2: so you should go and check that out uh, I've subscribed earlier on so I would encourage everybody else to do the same
3: it's a beautiful thing, John. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a moment in time captured forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I I I'm I i do not know what else to say. I'm I'm very humbled.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay, well this has been Desert Island Games, um, episode thirty four and this has been a fantastic episode with a fantastic guest and it's been brilliant.
3: John, thank you so much and um, I look forward to to speaking to you again, mate. Um, For anyone that did tune in, um, thank you for listening and um, either hit me up on YouTube or Facebook.
2: Yes. What is your... um, Do you want to plug your Facebook and social pins or anything?
1: Facebook.com forward slash Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E dot Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N dot seven. Or you can just type in Rob J. Nathan to the to the Facebook search and you'll see a picture of the Teletext Electric Eddie and then you can add my ass.
2: Yes. And you can catch me on GL76 Gaming on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mm.
3: Thanks, John. You take care.
2: You too. Thanks.
3: Everyone else have a good evening. Take care. Thanks, Thank you, Robin. Mate.
2: Say goodbye to Eddie as well.
3: I will. I will. <laughs> see you later.
2: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.